0: It is just as much work to leave my children behind than to go away. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Take
1: a stuffed bunny can take pictures of yourself, you know, with the bunny climbing Machu Picchu or whatever, and send it to your kids so that they feel connected to you. With Margaret Abel's
0: and Amy Wilson. I go away with some frequency and I just don't sweat the small stuff. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode. This is Margaret. And this is Amy.
1: And this week we're talking about when mom leaves town. It's the best <laughs> of all the times. We came up with this idea because two weeks ago we were each out of town together. I mean, we didn't we travel weren't. together, but we were in we a hotel in together. Same place. We landed in the same place. And we were in San Diego we were, Mom 2.0. We weren't in San Diego, though. No?
0: Where were we? Oh, we Pasadena. Were, we were <laughs> I travel a lot. My husband oh. was in San Diego while I was in Pasadena. That's why I had San Diego on the brain. So busy. We're so busy. Busy, um, but we,
1: busy, so we, busy. We said we should talk about this because I suspect that you and I handle going away differently, but maybe not.
0: I, I mean, we handle you. everything else
1: differently. So, so probably this, but... All right, let's dive in. Uh, all right, what's the, what's the longest I want to start with? What's the longest that you've been away from your kids? Probably like 18
0: days. Really, that's a that's a good stretch. My kids go every year, the day they get out of school to Grandma Camp. oh right. So they get out of school on a Friday. That Saturday, they get on a plane, not by themselves. We bring their their grandparents come up usually like this year, my fourth grader is graduating from fourth grade. Um, and so they'll come up for the graduation, then they'll take all the kids back. And they're there for three weeks, and we usually join them for the last seven days or so.
1: I feel like that's a little bit different, though. Like, that's your kids leaving you, right? Your kids leave town, and you get to
0: Right, and it's summer, so it's not the thing of, like, now somebody needs to manage all the stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it's different. Like, my kids go to sleepaway camp for three weeks, but
1: they're leaving me i feel like that's a different that's a different calculus than when they're still in their space and you've left them
0: yes and so long as i've left them i mean i leave them incredibly frequently uh, but probably <laughs> the longest i've left them is uh i don't know 7 10 days sidebar on that there are some
1: some mothers i know several who have never spent a night away from their, their kids. children this is, i have a funny story about this so my kids are 15 13 10 I'm a woman of a certain age. I was getting together with two of my college roommates for a, a sort of weekend away. We've never done this in all the years since we've been in college together, and our um, there were three of us. And so my, the third roommate's like, "Let's do this." And so we were said like, "Should we go here? Should we go here?" And it became clear as we were having the discussion that the the other person in this in this discussion, mother of three, had never been away from her children or her spouse overnight ever, and her kids were are 18, 16, and 15, let's say. She had never been away from them. So of course, then it turned into a- Please hold while I call bonkers. Yeah, okay, keep going.
0: <laughs> 1-800
1: bonkers. bonkers. Then, so then my other roommate and I were like, okay, this has to be the most amazing weekend ever. Turn it into like a Melissa McCarthy romantic <laughs> comedy, right? You we're like,
0: suddenly in a movie script. Like, moms, when mom leaves town. When mom leaves town. Rated we,
1: PG-13. This felt so important that we decided to had to have the best weekend than anybody had ever had. Was it fun? Um, it was totally fun. We had such a good time. And after, and at the end, she said, thank you. Like, I, I, this was good and I think we should do this again. And she was definitely, her, like I said, her kids are teenagers. So it wasn't like she was fielding, you know, tearful FaceTime calls the whole time or anything, but, but it was a big step for her. And yeah, it sounds like you and I are in agreement like early and often. It's okay. Early and
0: often. I mean, I know, so I have two excellent help meets, a Southern term, (laughs) in this situation. So my mother-in-law and my sister are both Like 100% switchable, outable for me, basically. I have two good options. So my sister has kids who are the same age as my kids. She lives in Brooklyn. I live in Westchester. So we have often had the arrangement. I think we're doing it maybe this weekend. It's her anniversary. She drives to my house, leaves her kids, goes on a trip for a long weekend, comes back. So I have five kids for the weekend, Or she lives in an apartment. So she usually, even if she's, even if I'm going away, she usually comes up because it's a lot to have five kids in her, (laughs) you know, it's it's a I know, but it's a lot. Oh, I know. And that, I know when I talk to people about this, that they don't have that thing of like, okay, this person could step in. My in-laws are probably, they're a full decade younger than my parents. And so it's really quite a different proposition. Like, my mom passed away, but my my dad and mom in the last since I had kids nine years ago, they're really not looking to spend a week with a bunch of kids under four.
1: It makes me think of the scene in Downton Abbey when the Maggie Smith character has sort of brought her, um, you know, her great grandchildren, and even the grandparents are like, "Oh, come, Harry, like come sit, come sit here on my knee for fifteen seconds." All right, off you go. And then they yes. they want to
0: be sort of presented with the freshly bathed children. Well, there's the greatest line ever moment. in that. In that episode where the lady says to the dowager countess, I always, she's kind of complaining about taking care of kids. And the lady says to her, I always pictured the, you the type who would have the children shined and polished and presented to you for 15 minutes a day. And the dowager countess says, but it was 15 minutes every day. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yep." Big ups to you, Dowager Countess. You're feeling our pain.
1: The Dowager Countess, yes. 15
0: minutes every day.
1: I'm gonna get that on a bracelet. What would the Dowager Countess do?
0: Yeah, that would be really good for you, actually. I think that would really that would line up more often than you think. Yeah, I guess I'm sympathetic to people who don't have that, but it is realms outside of my understanding that to you, not have that, to not have that, to just just have that. I don't I don't have a.
1: Ticket punching exchange of of uh, caregiving duties. I don't. I don't have that, and it sounds like a pretty good plan. My sister has four kids, six and under, so I don't really want to make that trade.
0: Yeah, that's not fair. You've got <laughs> teenagers, and she's got like <laughs> rugrats. That's not a good trade for you. Uh, yeah, it's a very it's a very different problem. Now, proposition does your sister get away from those kids? Has the she hers? left
1: them overnight? Out, like, she may have done sort of, you know, like once or twice for a wedding, but. You know, when you're nursing, not it's hard. It's hard to leave right. when you're Who nursing, cares? right? Like, I mean, you're people do it, but your breast pump, and
0: it's not that fun,
1: right? It has to be really worth it, right? To leave to leave your baby overnight when you're nursing, because it's just like, uh, just either you bring him or you don't go.
0: The um, other thing is, just for the record, my husband babysits my kids quite quite effectively. I was wondering that as we were getting
1: to this episode, like, it, are we leaning into sexism to even ask this question? Because the whole world acts like it's a totally different proposition from mom leaving town than than dad leaving town. But it kind of is. I mean, at least in my house, it is. It, it, not in every house. But
0: yeah, uh, I mean, my, if you're my saying husband your husband is, babysits
1: your kids, then it, then that's it's that way in your house, too.
0: Well, no, I'm kind of joking about the reference that people are always like, you're so lucky to have a man who'll babysit your kids. Ugh. It's like, mm, it's not called babysitting, it's called birthing them and <laughs> being responsible for them because you're a grown-up. No, he, I mean, my husband works at home and uh, I mean, he's, I don't even want to get into it because people will get mad at me, but he's, he's a, he's a heavy lifter. He is a heavy lifter. He does a ton. And so the only thing is he works at home, but I work at home and I have a podcast that we can do whenever it's convenient to us and I can edit it whenever I find the time. He has a job job. (laughs) So from nine to six, he can't be in a conference call with like, my son being like, dad, I need help with my Legos. You know, it's, it's a little di- dicier for him to really swap out. But even in your house, is it a
1: more complicated proposition for you to go to a conference for three days than for your husband to? For sure. Okay. So we've see so yeah, that that's interesting. So even even in a even in a with a spouse who works at home, who is totally hands on caregiver, there is something different when the person who keeps track of everything is the one who's leaving.
0: And for the first seven years that we had kids, my husband worked in an office and was a little bit more like sitcom clueless dad. Because he's out of the house, whatever, 10 hours a day. And so, of course, he doesn't know where drop-off is and what time the bus comes. And so I would have to write him. We're going to get into, like, the binder of instructions, which I have a lot of thoughts about. I'm sure you do. Do you want to just jump in now? Sure. You're just Let's, assuming I have
1: a binder of instructions, which I do. But um, it's funny. Yeah, to yours assume is color that. coded. It's got Correctly. tabs. There's
0: categories. There's there might be chapters.
1: I tried to find and getting ready for this episode to go back and find um, some of my uh, you know screeds from when I did leave town because of course they really change over time. I remember I remember going away when my 15 year old was a baby and having one where I had to where I would literally translate. When he says this, it means. This like when a, when a fifteen month old says like do do that means this like he used to say I bet I know what it means you know, <laughs> I'm gonna guess for example take a wild just as a um, guess when he hides behind the couch you know there's something and, coming and, and you yeah. might want to make sure you're ready but he used to say he it mean, was I could understand what he was saying almost nobody else could and he used to ask for Yassie and yeah I mean Yassie meant Lassie the the black and white beloved family show of I mean, you he know, wasn't the that 1950s. far. 1950s, and right, and 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 so he, when he said Yassi, yeah, he did this, but usually he has juice when he watches Lassie. And like I would, I would put these long things together so that you would know what he was trying to tell you, so that you wouldn't get stuck with the kid getting like frustrated and having a tantrum because you didn't understand what he meant. And you know, you you'd be able to keep them on a schedule. I always felt like it was important for my kids when they were little to have consistency. When I left, that there would be comfort in. Nana knows that I like my, you know, my blanket like this. And I like when I say yes, yeah, I want to put Lassie on. (laughs) Those sorts of things.
0: I feel like you're teeing me up so perfectly for my uh, anti-binder. Go ahead. I see in a lot of friends, countrymen and neighbors, the self-blockading from getting away from your kids... With the story, it is just as much work to leave my children behind than to go away. That story is not true, yet is incredibly self-fulfilling.
1: Yeah, that's not true at all.
0: It's a great way to examine your life going away. When I had little ones, and I think with babies, I used to leave a double-sided sheet and, you know, say... They nap at this time, then it's food. Then it Because the thing is, if they get off that kind of schedule, but that's five minutes, 9 a.m., they go back to They usually wake up around 7, feed them breakfast, this much ounces in the bottle, and then a little solid food. Okay, so you did then leave, they you did nap, leave sort of parameters. For sure, like the kind of baby schedule. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Nowadays, when I leave, my mother-in-law just watched the kids. Oh, David and I went to Las Vegas for a long weekend. And, you know, there's a lot going on. Like, they got to be at this birthday party, and they've got to be here, and they've got to be there, and... Uh, once you pick them up, this one comes in the car, but this one stays for after school. And then this one's mom will bring them back home. And there's a lot of moving pieces. And I think it puts my mother-in-law's mind at ease to know where everybody is. And I did really arrange it takes a village for a lot of friends to do those pickups and drop-offs so that it, it, it's complicated if you don't know the school and you don't know the pickup, like, oh, you got to park here and walk down. There's a little secret path that goes through. It's like it's just easier to cut that stuff out. No, that's exactly right. Especially these, like the travel soccer game. That's like, okay, you make a left
1: after the power plant, but it's kind of like a dirt road, but it's kind of hard to see and it's not marked and you might want to do this. And I'm trying to write that all down before I leave. Those uh, things it's, get it's
0: complicated and I just find it's easier to be like, hey, can you take them to travel soccer (laughs) or somebody else on the team? Because it's like, you already know about the dirt road and then I have to write like the 900 pieces of instructions. That's a good tip. Yes. When you go out of town, call all your mom friends and get them all to do the pickups and drop-offs for you so that your caregiver doesn't have to deal with that list. Especially if the caregivers are the
1: grandparents, as as you say, might be 75 years old and have a a little bit of a hard time with Perky subway steps, stuff. yeah, yeah. yeah right. Mine, mine, mine are all quite spry. All, all four of my kids' grandparents are alive and well, and pretty spry. But you know, New York is its own level of. Confusion well, if you're, that's
0: the thing. If you're not used to getting a bunch of kids on the subway, that's a very daunting prospect for someone. Just hand it off to someone who is used to doing that and then leave the poor person who's like, wait, what do, how, terrified that the door's going to shut and they're going to get separated from the kids. Like leave them out of the equation.
1: So, so you would say leave a shorter list behind and outsource some of the
0: stuff that it would outsource be Outsource as much of it as possible. Okay. And just like, you know, I mean, it, it does, but it, it did help me kind of reflect on the thing of like, God, I have three kids are going in three different directions all day, every day. Like, huh, that's interesting. Maybe that's not how we should structure our life in the fall.
1: <laughs> that's but, why I like making the list because you do, yes, you do sort of consider. It definitely is. is this the same amount
0: of things to be doing in, in a day? Uh, spoiler alert, it's not. It's not. Right. No. But then. Unlike a baby, like who you said, it's like they're going to get frustrated. There's a lot of stuff they can't do. They can speak. There's not that much that's going to go terribly wrong, you know.
1: Well, here's the medicine, and here's the yeah, and, and and the bus comes at ten to eight, and other than that, right? There's there's certain there's certain non-negotiables, and other uh, ones the grandparents aren't going to listen to half of what you left behind anyway. Well, that's the thing right? and
0: nor should they. Too much ice and cream and
1: late bedtimes and all that. That's what that's exactly. what the, that's what it's for.
0: It's fine. I go away with some frequency, and I just don't sweat. the... The small stuff, and the thing I always say at the list is any of this that doesn't happen, it doesn't matter. So, what would you say? Like, not put on the list. You're making the list shorter by giving by sort of shortening the things
1: I have to do. But what would you what would you say is sort of a like you're going to too much detail if you're putting that on there?
0: This kid doesn't like his yogurt stirred counter He only likes it stirred clockwise. This one will complain if food is touching each other on the plate. Like the the. The feeling of like, I am the only person who knows my kid and I am the only person who can take care of them is and and I speak as a person who has walked this road and let a lot of it go. I have just found it to be such a self fulfilling prophecy. I had this with my husband for a long time like, oh, you don't actually know the way the baby likes to be carried, and so I have to carry the baby because you're not good at it. That will always be your story, you know. My mother in law calls
1: these things scuminicas, and we have talked about this. Oh, yes, I've before. heard that word before. Yeah, it's an it's it's one of those words that like I it's not a word, but it should be a word because it's a good word. And this, yeah, it means that, like, they need three stories and then you have to go outside the room and turn around three times and then knock and ask for entrance. Like, that That nonsense, the hoops that you, your kids make you jump through. I think you're right. Like, leave that stuff off the list because it's, a, it's also a good opportunity for your four-year-old to own that stuff or not and not make Nana do the but now you have to go back down and get the water and then bring it back up. And, oh, I don't like that cup. And they, because guess what? They probably won't make the uh, substitute caregiver do the things that they've somehow established that you will do for them.
0: Absolutely. Just play it out. We had a babysitter one night. So my kids go to bed. Everything goes off. They usually have screens at the very end of the day for the last like 20 minutes. Everything goes off at 7.30. They go upstairs. They have like 15 minutes of playtime, 15 to 20 minutes of playtime. And then at eight o'clock, reading lights go on, and then it's reading time until 8:30, 8:30 lights out. I had a babysitter one day. I said, Well, they have to go to they go upstairs to bed at 7:30. And I kind of left and I forgot to say the next two steps. And when we got home, she's like, Well, the kids were freaking out. They kept telling me it was okay to play. But I said, No, it's bedtime at 7:30. That's what your mom said. And she just like put them in their beds and made them go to sleep. And they were outraged. But guess what happened? All four people in that story survived the experience. (laughs) It really wasn't a life-altering event.
1: Are you frustrated when you come back and your spouse is taking a victory lap for having just kept everybody alive till your return, but the house is at a like level 10 disaster that has never been seen and granted everybody's still there but did nobody put a dish <laughs> they're away live is every shoe in the world in your in your front hallway like it, it, i i come home from I took a picture just now. I just was away for the night by myself just last night. Just got back in time to record this episode and took a picture of our kitchen sink. I will put it up on our Facebook page, which is what Fresh Hell cast, and our Instagram page because I think it will look familiar to you guys that one night away meant an empty dishwasher. Well, pretty much empty, like two cereal bowls in it. And then a cataclysm of dirty dishes all over my kitchen that nobody put in the dishwasher and turn the dishwasher on. You know, I'm not sure you get a hundred points for that. I'm going to give you a B. I'm
0: going to give you a solid B.
1: Because it doesn't count because you think you did everything that I did and you're so proud of yourself, but you forgot to to clean up. I I get a little mad about that. I have to let that
0: go. But I, but I'm like, Mm, this doesn't count. You didn't do what I did. You didn't really do what I did. You did a little bit of what I do. I don't have that that much because I'm the messy one. And so (laughs) my husband was just out of town. And I kind of furiously cleaned right before he came back because I <laughs> I feel like when either one of us goes out of town, the other one goes into like frat boy mode and we're just like, woohoo, no one to clean up Speaking for. of Why Melissa McCarthy movies. Oh, I am totally <laughs> a Melissa McCarthy. That's more my husband's problem than mine. This is another thing that I think is interesting about travel is that My husband and I are both at home a lot. And so we spend a lot of time together managing together. And sometimes when he goes away, I have to do everything. And I find that it teaches me that I can do more than I thought. Like when my husband's home, sometimes I'm like, I'm exhausted. I have to go to bed. It's 730, but I'm just going to go and lie down. You put the kids to bed. I can't handle one more second of this. And again, that's my story. Like when he's away, I just kind of power through and it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. When I lose the safety net, I'm like, oh, uh, my husband runs the morning because my story is like, I'm crazy in the morning and I can't deal with the kids in the morning <laughs> and I the can't story. get up.
1: That's working for you.
0: Keep it yeah, up. Yeah, it's really delivering. But again, if I just get up and take care of the kids in the morning, I'm like, okay, that wasn't the dread that i was dreading it was actually totally fine
1: what i always find is like i wasn't around this morning for the school um, get up and out the door which with even with big kids it's complicated because they can be hard to get out of bed or whatever and anyway my my husband checked in with me right after they left and he said, it was good this morning. Everybody was really good. And then I'm, then I'm always like, oh, like why, why do they, why do they behave so well when I'm not around? Like everybody knows, oh, mom's not here. We got to, we got to like pull up our pants and, and do this. And Stop I'm that. glad that that happens. But then I'm also like, again, not really how it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be easier when I'm around. It's supposed You're supposed to
0: prove once and for all how completely indispensable I am. Right. Although I will take this opportunity to just gently hold up the what's your story mirror to you, Amy. Yeah. And say, what's your story? Like, is your story like it can't be done without me and I'm the person who knows and, you know, just, I think it's good to go away and check in with that a little bit and be like, oh, look, I came home. Everybody's fine. They got through it. Maybe my story of I'm the only one who can do it is not entirely accurate. So when, when
1: I, uh, I had a Mother's Day long ago. The boys were, okay, so I was pregnant with my daughter. So I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and I was pregnant. And for my Mother's Day, my husband gave me like the day off. I got up and I left the house at about 8.30 in the morning. And I think I, I went to a, I don't even remember what I did. I went to a yoga class and I went out to breakfast. Then like I went to a couple of like, you know, stores and looked at stuff I couldn't buy because I was pregnant. And then I, I was, you know, by sort of two o'clock, I was I kind of out of stuff to do. So I, I went back home and my two-year-old was still in his overnight diaper. And my, the older <laughs> guy meets me at the door and he actually said, he was like, mommy, we watched a lot of so's because they they watched <laughs> like TV wall to wall, like in their pajamas, diaper down to the knees and yeah, and then I just felt like I spent the rest of the day, you know, doing doing double time to make up for what usually happens by five thirty in the afternoon. And yes, I, I felt I had complicated feelings about that. It's not the greatest. It's sort of like, was it worth leaving? No, not really. But then that's the story,
0: like you're saying. Like, don't don't convince that's yourself the that there's no I'm point in my to leaving. Push back against a little bit. It's like there's no point in my leaving because da da, da 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 And I only I just double the work for me. And there's some truth to it. I mean, arguably the way your husband did that was objectively worse than the way you would have done it. It's not really like, oh, it's just different. No, it's worse. Like it's, (laughs) but it's not, nothing, there's nothing, there's no, nobody's falling off a cliff, you know, like everything's going to get done less and less perfectly than the way you would have done it. But on the other hand, you're in Las Vegas, you know? Right. The, the the flip side of of the little bit of bad is so so good it is it's worth it's worth getting away
1: and of course we're we're talking a lot about that was a that was a day off I had for mothers day or like you went to vegas for the weekend or my you know a girls weekend but of course there's also business trips which occur for some of yes. us very frequently right and yes. and so sometimes it's not about oh i can't wait to go stay at the Detroit Marriott and learn about life insurance, but here I go. So I think we should take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about some ways to make it easier for your kids when you leave town, because I think making it easier for your kids makes it easier
0: for you. Good. Let's do it. We'll be back.
1: Beachbody On Demand is back as a sponsor this week. If you're like me, you discovered online fitness as a way to keep your sanity during these last couple of months. And with Beachbody On Demand, you get instant access to 1,300 different workouts you can stream anytime.
0: I first learned about Beachbody, and you may have too, from P90X, which is an insanely effective workout, I will say, fun and highly intense. But Beachbody also has yoga, bar, dance. There's a kids and family collection to get everybody moving. It's a huge, huge range of classes. And some of the classes get you results fast. By the time it would have taken you
1: to drive to the gym, you did the 10-minute trainer, you're done. You can use Beachbody on your computer, tablet,
0: phone, smart TV, anywhere you are. Listeners of the What Fresh Health podcast can try Beachbody for free. You can get a special free Beachbody trial membership when you text laughing to 30. 3030. 30. You will get free full access to the entire
1: Beachbody On Demand platform. All the workouts, all the support, all the content, totally free by
0: texting laughing to 303030. 30, 30. Check it out. Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. I am actually happy when I open my sock drawer and I see those Bombas peeking out. Amy, they spark joy. I'm glad to hear that. And you wouldn't think that socks could spark joy, but
1: I know that you're right because I feel the same way. I mean, who would have thought it, Amy? Who would have thunk it? They're like a little bit of happiness in my morning when I have bombas to put on because they they just get all the little details right. The cotton is snugly in a way that I can't fully express. There's no toe seam. <laughs> And there's a part across the middle that's like knit a little differently so it sort of hugs the arch of your foot. It makes me happy and I don't care
0: what people say. I love Bombas. I want you to work on expressing about the toe seam, Amy. That's an assignment for (laughs) you. These socks do more than keep your feet cozy, though, Amy. For every pair you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. We're talking 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of three. 1000 giving partners. Give a pair when you buy a pair
1: and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com/laughing. That's
0: B O M B A S.com/laughing for 20% off your first purchase. bombas.com/laughing. Are you a busy working mom who needs to travel for work? Or just a stressed out stay-at-home mom who needs to get away so you can remember why you ever wanted to have children in the first place. Tired of travel agencies that don't really understand your needs? Maybe it's time to try mom Away Travel, a travel agency By moms, for moms. MomAway books all your travel. We locate airline seats with no crying babies or whining toddlers within 15 rows of your seat. Because let's be honest, you get enough of that mess at home. MomAway helps you craft the perfect 56-page letter detailing all of the things you do on a daily basis for easy transfer to your spouse or caregiver. And then fields all calls and texts on your behalf.
1: Uh, wait, does Janie have ballet on Tuesdays? If you'll reference page 42 in the manual, you'll see that Janie has hip-hop
0: on Tuesdays. And don't forget, you need to drop Marcus a violin on the way. Uh, right, right, right. Does a spa treatment sound good while you're waiting for your next conference panel to start? Mama way has got you covered. <sighs> and for a small extra fee. MomAway representatives will perform spot home inspections to make sure grandma isn't letting the kids have cookies for breakfast and dad isn't sending them to school without their gym shoes. MomAway, the answer for all mom's travel needs. Call us before you even think about booking your next trip. Please note, Mom Away is not liable for FaceTime calls to show off recent art projects that arrive in the middle of your big client presentation. Mom Away cannot guarantee that homework folders will not be excluded from child's backpack. Mom Away does not inoculate against gnawing feeling of guilt that follows you as you travel. Also, please note that Mom Away exists only in your dreams. Mom Away, the travel agency for moms.
1: So Margaret, people are often surprised to hear that when we record this podcast, we are not actually together. That's correct. We
0: are very rarely in the same room. (laughs) We are together mentally, but not physically.
1: We FaceTime each other and we uh, record, but we gotta have really good headphones to be sort of simpatico while we record. And we do, thanks to our sponsor for today, Studio Studio headphones, guys. Right now, I'm wearing my Studio Regent headphones in. White, how about you, Margaret? I have black studio headphones, and they are also Regent. Here's why we like them, guys. They have great sound quality. They're wireless. They have really good battery life. They have a sleek,
0: ultra-modern appearance. Have you ever had the experience where you got bumped up to first class, and then you're like, whoa, I didn't even realize the coach was horrible? That is the experience that I have with my studio headphones, where I'm like, I had no idea how tethered I was <laughs> to the horror that was a cord. And now that I have wireless headphones, I can never go back again. Do you know where the studio name came from? It's kind of a funny story. I mean, I think it's from um, Phil Collins. It's from Sue Collins. Right,
1: right. Like, that's what comes to mind. That's actually what happened. I guess the inventor was walking down the street, had this idea for the headphones. They weren't quite market ready yet. And sees Phil Collins, like, futzing with um, untangling headphone wires. And, oh makes, and makes meaningful eye contact, but isn't able to say, hey, try these new headphones. And that like missed opportunity has stayed with him. And he named his headphone brand after Susu Studio.
0: That's incredible. I was literally just guessing, but you're telling me <laughs> I'm actually correct, which I love. That's an old Deluxe alert, Susu
1: Studio. Back in my day.
0: Love it. But
1: you will look sleek and ultra modern if you wear the headphones. So go to studio.com, S-U-D-I-O.com
0: and check them out. Studio.com, guys. Get your headphones. Okay, we're back. I want to tell a story about going away with two girlfriends. One was like my closest friend from childhood and the other one was the closest friend from college. And we were going away for the weekend. And my friend from college had little kids. And my lifetime best friend had like a grown kid and a little kid. She had kids really far apart. And my college friend was like, Oh, it was so hard. It took me three different times to leave. And oh, it was just tearing myself away from the babies. And then she was like, but then Nora pulled up my, my high school friend and she was like, get in the car. We are leaving. She's like, I just left a Nora shaped hole in my door at home and we are (laughs) out of here. Like, it's true. Like it gets easier. Practice makes perfect people.
1: It's good for your kids to see that yeah, you have a career, you have friendships, you have things that you want to do. You you have a life that isn't just about their scominicas. I think that's I
0: think that's a good thing for them to learn and Absolutely. when they're little. Absolutely. And I would like to underscore that the story Mom is the only one who knows me and can take care of me is not going to turn out well. Not for the kid, right? That's not a good <laughs> story for that kid. I'm so safe I, with all these different grownups who all love me and all are good at taking care of me is a much better story than only mommy knows how. Yeah, it is. And that doesn't, that doesn't, I mean, there may be people saying, like, listen, I can't get away. I don't have the money to go away. I'm not flying to Vegas with my husband. I'm not, I don't work. I'm not going on business trips. Like, the, the, this lesson applies to just, Going away for the day, it having different people in your kids' lives who you know and trust and know are going to be good with your kids. And it's not only about leaving town. It's about getting out of the story for yourself. That is, I am the only one who knows how to do this. And so my martyr fate is to do it all. Wah-wah.
1: Right, so I have a I have a article that I found, uh, and I'll put it up on our show page. It's taken you way too long to get to your research. This like part two, Amy. smart your superpower Well, this is not one being utilized. This is one that's like a little research. You can't really research this, but you can yes. draw from experience, right? So, th- so there's a website called Smart Women Travelers. Ooh. Aren't we two of those? And the uh, story is called "Keeping Mom's Business Trip from Being Mom's Guilt Trip." And I do not need to read that. It quoted, it quoted somebody named Jennifer saying that she, you know, she needs to explain to her kids when when she's going to be leaving, but be sure because her kids are pretty little to put it in terms of um, are Are you leaving before they wake up in the morning? Like just when I just when I went to Mom Two in California two weeks ago, I was telling my my ten year old, "Well, I'll be, I'll be." Um, Leaving Wednesday morning and I'm back Saturday night. It's not that long, but guess what? I was leaving Wednesday morning before she got up and I was getting back Saturday night after she went to bed. So as far as she was concerned, that was a Tuesday to Sunday trip and it was hard for me to, to argue with that. And she's still, she's still at an age where she's very attached to me and she, she wants to grasp very finitely how um, how, how long I'm going to be gone. So, But for her, I have to put it into, my husband calls these how many wake-ups. Like how many wake ups mm-hmm. till I see you, mom? And you have to put it in terms they can understand, which even for my ten-year-old is still how many wake-ups do I have until I see you? Not when's your uh, f- you know, what day sweet. is your flight?
0: Yeah. I find yeah. that nine so far has been the peak anxiety age for this traveling nervousness. It's funny. When I was little, the kids didn't really notice that I was coming or going. But eight and nine, and my guy, my eight and nine-year-old is my anxious guy, but he's he does not like when we travel right now. Because he's because he's
1: anxious and he's starting to understand, we talked about this in the tweens episode, right? They start to understand right. that they're, that the world is larger than their little um, day-to-day life and that there are many perspectives and many possibilities, I guess. Right.
0: He tends to be a little bit like, I'm already a little bit of a nervous flyer. And he's like, what if your plane goes down? I'm oh like, Let, God. let's move on to a different topic, shall ah. we? Well I have I have some
1: good advice for that actually. Okay good. So there's a woman named Rachel Vesak. She okay. she instructs for girls on ice. Is she a
0: plane engineer that knows how to keep planes in the she's air all the time.
1: She's a wilderness science education mm. instructor. Thanks a lot Rachel. Um so she has to travel a lot for her for this job and she has a kid who doesn't like when she travels and she says she does things to engage him in her planning the trip that don't focus on the separation. So mm. a, a kid so a kid who needs a lot of detail, you might show that kid the the website or the place that you're going? Or do you think this looks like a good restaurant for me to take the client to on Tuesday night? Like do things like that that show hmm, them where you're going clever. to be. The, the same article. This was actually an article in the Boston Globe by... Kari Bodnarchuk. And she also quotes a psychologist named Julia Heberly that she says when they're three three and under, like you were saying, when your kids are really little, they don't really get it. She said when they're when they're three years and younger, you gotta say goodbye. And you maybe put it in terms of how many wake ups, but don't don't dwell on it because right. they don't they don't understand time. So so when you say tomorrow, that could mean in ten minutes, or that could mean never. never like they don't, yeah. they don't really get it, and so um, don't you know? Don't don't focus on that. Um, more focus on um, how much you're going to miss them, and I don't know. They there's suggestions like you can take a um, take a stuffed bunny, one of your kids treasures that they don't mind missing too much. And you can take pictures of yourself, you know, with the bunny climbing Machu Picchu or whatever and send it to your kids so that they feel connected to you. That sounds good. I think someone that can get a little tweet. It's and a, a little, little
0: precious. I'm like trying to just hear it and accept it because I, I think there's nothing bad about it. And I do think it's funny. My husband travels infrequently, but to strange destinations for his work, I would say. You know, if he's in LA or even if he's in Ireland or Korea, or, I don't know, there's places. But I always say to him, he just was in Qatar. Which used wow. to be... Pr- pronounced Qatar, but now is apparently <laughs> called Qatar. I w- he would call and I'm like, I don't like that. I can't even picture where you are. Like Cutter. I don't even know what the landscape is like. I just can't picture that place at all. Why does it matter if he's in Cutter or LA? But in LA, he's like, I'm going to hotel on Sepulveda. I'm like, ah, oh, I can, you know, I'm picturing where he is. And I do think that's a funny, weird, makes no sense instinct that my kids also have. And so often I'll FaceTime them and I'm like, let me show you where I am. And I show them the stuff around and it's kind of fun and it, it's weirdly comforting. You know, the FaceTime thing, that's like it's good and it's not good, right? I have some
1: advice on that, but it makes me think of I was in China last summer away from my then nine-year-old for 12 days. So that was the longest I'd ever been away from her. And it's not easy to FaceTime, right, when you're 12 hours off, but we would right. manage. Um, and she would be very stuck on that. Uh, um, as you said, the nine-year-old is sort of the peak distress, maybe about the parent being away. Like, how could it? How could it be? How could it be that I'm in my pajamas and brushing my teeth, and I'm going to go to bed pretty soon, and you're having breakfast? That like it just right, does not compute. Doesn't compute. And she would be kind of stuck on that every time we talked. And I thought she'd think it was interesting, but I think she almost found, not distressing, but she found it unsettling.
0: Right? That's I think the, it is. It's like mom's on the other side of the world, and she's living in a different universe than I am. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And it's interesting to keep in mind. I mean, again, I think all these things are a little too precious. Listen, my mom and dad traveled when I was a kid and, you know, they left and they were like, later. And then they came back at some point and they had gifts. And that's what I knew about mom and dad traveling. And I, it all worked out. Presents from the airport. Yeah. Oh, presents from the airport.
1: You know what? I, I, we would get presents from the airport. Those books, I don't, I think they're called true or false or something. And they had a yellow pen. It was a highlighter and it would reveal so secret messages. You
0: say that because- Oldie locks alert! Back in my day, back in our day, there used to be these books with yellow pens, and they were they would reveal invisible things. And we were just stuck in an airport for several hours. And I went to the bookstore, and I was like, "Hi, I'm looking for those books with invisible ink." And the lady was like, "Um, "I'm sorry, oldie, I don't know what you're talking about." I was born in 1990. (laughs) Yeah, I I, are frightening me with your old words. But I did eventually find one.
1: Really? Oh, they're still out there? It was
0: like a Black Panther theme. So it, they're really, they're still making them.
1: I, I, I connect those so, you know, so strongly with either being at the airport or my parents coming back from having been somewhere and, and yeah, getting those. And those
0: things were the best. That's a business idea right there. Who's, who's someone get on those Invisible Ink books again. Bring those back. So this- I guess it's hard to compete with an iPad with the Invisible <laughs> Ink book. Now that I give that two seconds of thought, it <laughs> yeah, might not be the best business. Yeah, that's this is why this is not a business podcast, guys. If
1: you if you had an app for that, and there probably is an app for that, but your kid would play with it for forty five seconds and then be like, "Where's?" He'd be like, "This is lame." Yeah, where's Angry Birds? Yeah. Um, so 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 I wanted to mention this. I thought this was good good advice. Again, from the uh, Boston Globe article, Kari Bodnarchuk talked about how she used to always make sure to Facetime with her little, like her toddler. Always Facetime. It's so important. And many of those conversations ended in tears. Once she hung up that the person on the other end had to deal with. And so she has a new rule, which is that conversations within an hour of your child's bedtime do not end well and don't have oh, them. It's a great idea. Have them in the morning. I knew this. I, I knew this from um, like a, like a camp homesickness thing. They always say that, that the time to talk to your kid, they don't really want you to talk to your homesick kid on the phone because it tends to make it worse. But if you must, they say like do it in the morning because then you can say to the kid, "What are you going to do today?" And they say, "Well, today's this morning's the canoe race, and then we do this, and then there's pizza for lunch." And they have they're full of, they're full of looking forward to the day ahead, and not, "I'm about to go lie in the dark and think about how much I miss you, mommy." That's not yeah. why you want to talk to them.
0: Yeah, that's this really smart point. I would have never thought of. I was a camp counselor for a summer, and we had two kids who just were like. And these were high school kids and they were so homesick. And like, what if my mom dies while I'm away? And I'm like, uh, she's not going to. <laughs> they were like, but what if she does? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's really unlikely. And then they they made me stop talking to the homesick kids. <laughs> would it have helped for those kids to have a, a chain link of little
1: papers that they could tear one for each day that they were going to be away until they went back maybe you would have been like get away from me kid we're not making one of those <laughs> Listen, chains we're not making a chain link suck it up and go to class but again we're not talking about when the kid leaves town we're talking about but
0: it's when it's, mom leaves it's their town. sides of the same coin I mean I don't I think it's all right like I don't know I don't I don't want to get in anything into like, if you don't do this, things will turn out terribly. Or like, this is your fault if your kid acts like this, because I don't even think they're related. But so I'm not saying that. But I do think fostering, and we talk about this with everything, fostering these skills when the kids are younger, like I can take care of you or dad can take care of you. I can take care of you or Aunt Suze can take care of you. I can take care of you or Nana can take care of you. Like there's something that I think is very good and comforting about that experience. I think I
1: think that that's true. And giving the kids some agency. This was another idea that I thought was really good. The um Julia Haberley, this psychologist, she suggested, particularly for little kids, that if you're going to do a FaceTime or, uh, you know, Skype or whatever it is you do, talk to your spouse or whoever's at home with the kids ahead of time and make sure it's a good time. Because sometimes it's not a good time and sometimes sort of set it up. Don't, because missed calls can be very upsetting too. say like the four year old really misses his mommy and the grandma says, okay, let's try to call her. And then they don't get you. That's really upsetting too. So it's better to sort of have, these are the times we're going to have the calls. Um, and they're I'm gonna out.
0: I'm gonna give a shout out to a completely non-sponsored app that I've just discovered oh tell me it's called Marco Polo and it's a video text app and so like my sister likes to FaceTime with my kids and it's just so hard to catch the right time like because she's she in calls California. We're in the car I right. call her back yeah. she's at work she calls the kids have just started iPads and the whole FaceTime is like put it on pause I'd say hi to Aunt Kate <laughs> like it's not that winning an experience and so I just discovered this app And it is like you send little video texts back and forth. So like if my kid comes home and they have a trophy for something they win, I might say, oh, we should FaceTime Aunt Kate and show that. Then I call her. She's not available. By the time they come back, she calls back. They're on an iPad. They don't care about the trophy anymore. So at the minute that they come home with the trophy, you take this little video app where they're like, look, Aunt Kate, I got a trophy. You send it. And then whenever she gets it, she sends back a video that's like, that's awesome. It looks so cool. Where are you going to put it? And then when they're free again, they say, I'm going to put it right next to my bed. Look, here's where it is. And it's like you can communicate on FaceTime, but it doesn't have to happen in exact real time. That's a great, that's a great idea. It, it seems like it would be really. It would solve
1: some of these problems. Some of these problems. This, this this psychologist was saying, you know, what you need that little kid who misses the mom to do is give give them agency. That there's things that they can do. Like let's. Oh, you're missing mom right now. Let's do something for her. Let's draw her a picture that she'll see when she gets home. Let's you know let let's write her a letter. You tell me what to say, and I'll say it, and then I'll send her a picture of it. Or the, or this Marco Polo thing is perfect. Give them something little they can do right then to sort of you know, put salve on the wound, so to speak. Right. And then they can go about their day and it's not a big deal. And you don't add to it the devastation of, I really missed her. And I called her and she didn't answer.
0: Right. We're talking about mom leaving town, but I know a lot of people who struggle to even leave their kids with a sitter so that they can go out at night. <sighs> and I think some of these things cross over into that too. I now, if I need a babysitter, I go on our local mom board and I'm like, who's free tonight to babysit my kids? And some rando comes over and babysits my kids. Like, I'm like, this is Louise. We'll be home in three hours. Goodbye. And we walk out the door, you know? And I think it's just, they've built up the expectation of like other people Their mom and dad come in and take care of us. And then they come back. I have been out to dinner
1: with, with, um, a couple who's gosh, I think their daughter was maybe 11 then. And the texts, like, the their their kids were a little bit older than our kids, so none of our kids had cell phones yet. And the texts coming in every 15 minutes, and the mom having to get up and go leave the table and go outside, and, like, nobody was injured. You know, right. there was no, just the fire alarm it. hadn't gone off. It was just, but when are you getting back? And, like, he's looking at me. and it was, like, it was that kind of stuff. And I was really surprised that this parent was choosing to fully engage with it because, if you if you fully engage with each of the first five texts they send you that aren't emergencies, right? Guess what you're in for twenty more texts, right? And so this was the, this whole dinner was about my friend going outside to I, I don't know what, and it was it was over nothing. And I thought this is this is a uh, this is interesting. This is this it's is like some the unsuccessful detachment. Like,
0: this is what you're teaching is the way this works. You know, we say it with dog training. Like if you say, they would say, don't say sit, 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 sit to a dog because the dog learns five times sit is when I sit down. You have to say sit and then wait until they do it because it's like you're teaching your kids behavior. I will point out a completely anecdotal piece of evidence that I think this is more difficult for parents of only children because the dynamic with the kid is quite different. Like when I leave my kids, it's still the three of them and a babysitter. It's still the three of them and Nana. It's still the three of them and my sister and her kids. Like I think when you have an only child, the dynamic is tougher because it's like, now it's your kid and Randall Louise. Like it's not just like they're going about their, their normal life kind of is 75% the same. And then 25% is random babysitter. Whereas when you have an only child, it seems to me like, their dynamic changes the other direction. Like, it changes 75%. So
1: especially when they're young enough, right, that they're like, what do you want to do right now? Do you want to color or do
0: you want to play a game? But maybe even more <laughs> so when they're like 10, you know? Like, you got to talk to them and, you know, it seems <laughs> that seems more challenging to me than having multiple kids. I, I, I agree. Because the dynamic easy. is more intense between, like, it's you and the other person.
1: So can I tell, I tell you a funny story that I think brings home that indeed mom is the best and sometimes... Mom needs to leave town, but then mom needs to come back. So, so a student. friend of mine, she traveled a ton for work. She was a fundraiser for a nonprofit organization, and she was in Norway. And okay. she lived in the Pacific Northwest. Had four-year-old twins <laughs> at the time. Um, God bless her. Yes, four-year-old twins. Your friend is still alive, I think. Friends, everybody's alive, and, everybody's okay, so alive and well on this story. She survived. Okay. Yes. Good to know. Her husband is a scientist who works with very contagious Bacteria. Um, oh my gosh, what's the stuff that you when you leave chicken out on the counter and you have to be careful salmonella. you don't get salmonella. He was working with salmonella diseases, Amy. bacteria. You know, there's a whole protocol you go through. There's eighteen steps to sort of, you know, silkwood shower yourself after you've dealt with salmonella, right? And I don't know what the exact thing was, but it was the car keys or something that there was just like just one thing you had to go back for, just real quick. And maybe he did okay, like four of the steps, but not all eighteen. Because he just had to go back in and grab the keys. Cut to 18 hours later, four-year-old, very, very ill. My friend gets a call at this conference that she's at that he's hospitalized and he's desperately ill and he's crying for you and you you have to come home. She manages to walk into the hospital room 18 hours later, which is amazing. Imagine she had to get from Norway to Seattle. And gets the call and then has to, like, find out, you know, how to get to the airport. But she manages to walk in 18 hours later. This kid hasn't slept at all. She's gotten increasingly, you know, stressed messages about he's they can't get him to rest and we don't know what to do. She walks in. She sees him in the bed. And she says, the IV. And they're like, what? The, the IV. The IV is in his right arm. The kid sucked his right thumb. And the dad didn't catch it. You know, nobody Nobody caught it. They immediately switch his IV from the right arm to the left arm. He puts his thumb in his mouth. He goes to sleep for 10 hours. He's fine. He goes on to be fine.
0: (laughs) I'm going to edit this story out of the podcast because it undermines everything I've said the entire time. (laughs) Which is like everyone can do it just as well as you. Don't be so precious, mom. Go right. on your trip. So on page nine of your binder, be sure to, to be sure to specify
1: which thumb <laughs> oh your Amy, kid sucks. So Wilson, if they have an IV, you have
0: just <laughs> undercut the entire message of this episode. It's a good story, story, though, right? It's amazing, but rare and not what you should. It's very be rare. On. Look, if your husband doesn't work, if your spouse doesn't work with very you know contagious uh, bacteria, it's probably not going to happen. I literally just spent. 40 minutes being like, it's all going to be okay. Moms go out of town. And then Amy was like, here's a horror story about one time where the mom was the only one who could help. And uh, the kid almost died. But anyway, let's wrap now. So thanks for that. Amy. Oh, it's the, it's the exception that proves the rule. It's the exception. Let's go with that. It's the exception that proves the rule. Is that going to happen? No. Leave your kid with the sitter. Go away. Get out of town. And I'm
1: going to try this Marco Polo app. Yeah,
0: try Marco Polo. It's kind of a fun...
1: No more missed FaceTime um, notification. It just seems less frustrating to me than the FaceTime. Yeah, for everybody.
0: And and the whole thing. So we want to know what you guys do about this. I want to hear from moms of onlys, especially about whether this is more challenging for you, because I think that's probably right. And the way you're going to do that is you're going to come and talk to us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast.
1: I'm going to put up that picture of uh, my dirty kitchen that I just came home to today on Instagram, which is also whatfreshhellcast. (laughs) Hashtag bitter. (laughs) Hashtag. I know I'm good at this, but does everybody else have to be so not good
0: at this? (laughs) Uh, where you can also find us on Twitter at WFH
1: Podcast, and you can find us on our website, which is whatfreshhhellpodcast.com. And
0: Amy will be putting links to all of these articles oh, yeah. and thoughts. There's some about good tips in here. What to how to make it easier if you have to go away, and please go away. That's my, my parting thought. Don't that IV story, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> probably not.
1: It'll it already happened to somebody not. else, therefore, That's check that right. off, it cross it that off. It's, it's not going to happen. happen to you.
0: Uh, And with that, guys, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.